Blog Talk Radio. Every single day, something's gonna come your way, good or bad. You don't need to hang your head, gotta make a move instead. Don't be mad, there's always a way to get everything to positive in your life. Nothing can stop you now. Everybody, this is Shay Meminger. And you are listening to The Good Life. The Good Life promotes a commitment to a lifestyle of resourcefulness. This is a movement. We are about celebrating the innovators, the risk takers, the movers, the shakers, the go-getters, those who go open other doors, those who find a way to make it all happen. We call them our do-gooders, and that's you, our listening audience, of course. That's right, that's right. We are broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York, and we always want to take the time out to thank our supporters, our community, and family for their positive energy and tangible support to this vision. We never take it lightly, the power to influence, the power to inspire and empower, and as always, as you receive, you know do good is what you got to do. You got to pay it forward. So our lines are open, do good is you could call in and um, chat it up with us. The number is 347-838-8917. That number, again, is 347-838-8917. What's good, Girlfriend, girlfriend, what's good? (laughs) No, no, I asked you first. (laughs) Oh, man. Well... What's good? Well, you know what? I'm going to use our acronym, and I'm opening other doors. And um, I am opening the door to my heart. That's I will put it that way. That's what's good. I am opening Opening the door to my heart. heart. Well, the Valentine's Day is about two months away. We're going to be opening the door to your heart. What does this mean? Every every day every day is Valentine's Day for me. Um, I guess to oh, be really? more um, specific, it is because I love myself. Um, <laughs> to be more specific, <laughs> I am um, being a little more aware of my feelings and really um, listening to my heart, and in every instance and in every scenario, and really being mindful of the things that. Um, give my heart joy and bring my heart joy. So whatever that is, I have made it a point um, to just really, really listen to my heart because a lot of times, you know, you, you get, you know, sometimes when you're talking to people and they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, like you're really emotional or, you know, why are you so upset about that? That's not that big of a deal. But to you, it is. But what what happens, I know sometimes for me, is because sometimes I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm told, you know, I'm being too emotional, I'll shrink back and then, you know, reserve my feelings. But then I'm still feeling, you know, whatever that emotion is, and it manifests itself in other ways. So I need to be more conscious of how I'm feeling and figure out a way to um, address my feelings without it being um, 
a negative where I'm feeling like, you know, how I feel is, you know, a negative thing. Because it's not. I don't know. See, I, I never know if anything is neg- necessarily negative. What I feel is that being open is just that, being open. You know, you said you're being open with your heart. I, I think that just means being a little bit more conscious of where you are emotionally and just where you are in relation to your environment and everyone else. Um, I feel like if you don't particularly if we're not really fully aware of why we feel how we feel, we're not open to give and we're not open to receive. Because when you said having your heart open, that means you have to be in a position to give and receive, you know? And right. you can't close right. yourself off from you can't close yourself off from those experiences that will ultimately develop you even more um as a woman and just you particularly being I always say emotional health. You know, a lot of people are not emotional healthy because they do not take the time to really uh, assess assess where they are. You know, we kind of just go around and walk around almost like in a daze, and things are impacting us and showing up in different parts of our body, showing up in different parts of our our language, showing up in different parts of our thoughts about ourselves, our thoughts about others, which impacts how we operate in the world. You know, right. so it's just about I, I think when you say having your heart open, it's about being open to give what you can and receive what you need. And that being a, a cyclical and reciprocal process. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Um, because, you know, we we have the, a tendency to just be givers and not, you know, receive or ignore the fact that we haven't received and, you know, try to excuse it away. Oh, well, you know, um, I'm, I just like to, you know, be that listening ear. I just want to be there for that person or I just want, you know, in your life, but you're not getting fed. So, no, I agree with you. It, it's definitely uh, you have to make sure that you are um, positioning yourself where you are receiving, you know, and you're receiving what you need, not just, you know, the scraps from the table, so to speak. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. I think during this time of the year, um, you know, particularly where I I spend a lot of my time, uh, 42nd Street, I'm, I'm usually around that area a lot during the week, and I see two different worlds happening. I see a world where, you know, you have that New York vibe where people, are just, they have somewhere to go. You know how we are. We we have a timetable. We got somewhere to go, and everything is a blur, and I see that happening. I see that one world is going on, and then I see another world of people, and and and, and particularly in that area of the city where, where everything has stopped for them. And yeah. I'm not just talking about people who are home. I'm just talking about people who are, not just homeless, but people who are still trying to figure things out, people who may not necessarily know what the plan is that they have. So, you know, you, you can meet a lot of people who have a plan, and they know from birth, this is what I'm supposed to do, this is who I'm, this is, these are, this is the community that I'm supposed to be, and, you know, have some impact, these, this is my mission, these are my initiatives, and then you have other people who are still trying to figure it out. So you have that, and then you have other people who are totally just not even in that race, who haven't forgotten, Mm -hmm. who have been left behind. And particularly in this time, during the holidays, the juxtaposition of those two worlds are so 
overtly present, you know? Right, right, and, right. And, They're so and apparent and, and yeah, clear. Right. Very clear, you know? And it's, it, it, sometimes it can feel overwhelming. Sometimes it, for me, it can feel a little overwhelming because it's like, what do I do? You know, it's like I have somewhere I have to go, but what can I do to make some? And then I feel like I can't. You know, what kind of impact can I make? You know, right. um, and I think and, and do good as our New Yorkers are. You know, on the east side that's listening. You know, you know this 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 culture here in the city. Everything is fast, and sometimes that may harbor. A um, you so dis you so desensitized because you see these things all the time. You might just in a given day on a train see somebody see a woman and a child that's homeless that's, that's asking for money, or you know just the other day I saw um I walked past a woman who was laying on the in the she was laying on the um inside the train station. And I said, oh she's not a woman. This is a young teenage girl who was all bundled up. She had all her things and she had her coat. And her coat was her bed, and she, you know, and I said, wow, this this girl, she looked like she was maybe about, I don't know, 16. And mm-hmm. you see these images every day to the extent that it becomes part of the commute. And right. Right. It, it, I, I'm always thinking about where does this show up in my body? I don't know why I keep having that thought, but it's like where does this show up? All of these images, these things that I take into my eye gate, the things that I listen to, my ear gate, where does it show up in my life, in my body? Mm-hmm. Like, where do I store these? Um, where do I store these experiences? Does it show up late at night when I'm maybe feeling down, or does it show up? in I, mean, I don't know. It's just a, it's a it's a noteworthy topic to explore, um, but. As a New Yorker, I feel that, uh, and, and homelessness can impact anyone. It does not discriminate. It's all over the world, but particularly in New York City, these are things, these are images and experiences and, and interactions that we have minute by minute, hour by hour. Right. It's a constant right. thing, you know. And right. sometimes I feel like, what can I have? I have I done my part? Am I doing enough? You know. I don't know, mm-hmm. and maybe that's a question I have to con- continuously ask myself. Where can I be a, a blessing, I suppose? Hmm. I think, you know, a lot of times, like you said, Ariaga, that especially here in New York, you are seeing um, the the just kind of stark contrast of, you know, the haves and the have-nots. And the haves have a lot, and the have-nots have nothing you know, nothing at all. And um, sometimes, you know, I I know for us, we're kind of wedged in the middle because I am in no way, shape, or form, you know, (laughs) super wealthy. But I know that I'm thankful for the little things that I do have. And it's, you know, it's probably much more than what um, other people have. But like you said, not knowing who to give to, how to give it, when to give it. You know, there's three people that just walk through the train and they're all asking for the same thing. How do I know, you know, who is actually, you know, legitimately asking from the bottom of their heart and who's trying to scam, you know? And then a lot of times, like you said, it creates almost this, you know, this cynical feeling, you know, and you're like, gosh, why do I feel this way? Like, why am I just like, oh, my gosh, he's not, you know, really asking for money. How do we know, 
you know, and you feel bad, but then it's like you don't want to, you also don't want to feel like you've been taken advantage of, you know, because right. there are so many, there are so many horror stories that you hear about scams and people actually doing, you know, panhandling for a living. I don't think that's I don't think that's for you to, to worry because my thing is if you have a heart to give give you cannot give right. and worry about where it's going if you want to give give once you once it leaves your hands it's a done deal and let them deal with right. whether or not it was applied correctly but that's not the point the point of the matter is being in a position to give and 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 now that right. we're talking and thinking about it. And I ask the question, am I doing enough? I feel like wherever your gift is, that's where you give. That's how you right. give. That's the method right. in which you give. And uh, us by us having this show and us partnering up, particularly as women, um, I think that that's a beacon for a lot of other partnerships that can happen in addition to us giving back how we can give back. And that leads me <laughs> to our featured gift. You know what, Shay, I'm, you know, when we can find women who are just blazing trails, who not only are just, you know, amazing alone, <laughs> but women <laughs> that don't want to be amazing alone. They want to be amazing. They want to be amazing with other women. Right. I am just so, so very excited that our paths have crossed these two amazing women do good is please, 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 if you're not listening, listen up right now because I'm about to introduce you to some amazing women, starting with our featured guest, Velvet Madison Batson, who is, she's a friend of the show. Yes, <laughs> she yes. is also the CEO of Poid by Velvet, Thinking of You Events and Design. She is also, she wears many hats. She is also the founder many, many and creator. <laughs> she is the founder and creator of Blessed to Be a Blessing, a series of quarterly fundraiser initiatives that support various causes by raising funds and collecting donated items and bringing awareness to issues that impact women and girls living in our communities. I definitely just want to um, definitely lift her up. And she is joined by the fabulous Dr. Jacqueline Wilson, who is the CEO and co-founder of Minding My Own Business Entertainment and the co-founder of the Stop the Bullying Project, an organization established to help bring an end to bullying through the medium of arts and education. And she is the founder and executive director of Surprise, Hashtag Surprise the Struggling Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that aids the global community of homeless women and girls, do-gooders all over the world. Please give a lovely hand clap to Dr. Jacqueline Wilson and Velvet Madison Batson. woo <laughs> Good evening, you gooders. How's everyone doing tonight? Good evening, ladies. Hello, hello. We are so excited to have you both on, and uh, we know we have you have some exciting information to provide for us. But we want to start with Velvet Madison Batson first. Hello, Miss Lady. <laughs> hello, Ariada. How are you? How are you, Shay? Hey, hi there. <laughs> 
Yes, we, you know, we love working with you, though, that, um, you know, anytime you have an event, anytime you have an initiative, it is done with such grace, with such style and enthusiasm, and you, you have a knack of bringing people together. And, you know, Dr. Jacqueline Wilson is just one of those people amongst the many. So please let us know, what, you, what do you have up your sleeve now for the holidays? What's going on, Velvet? Well, first, I just want to thank you ladies for a great job, and thank you for partnering with us on this amazing event. Um, as you mentioned earlier, I have a series of quarterly fundraiser events, and this quarter we are kicking off the Blessed Blessing Bag Fundraiser. Um, it's a unique give-back opportunity female empowerment platform for women and young girls. And this year's fundraiser is actually going to be a brunch. Um, we have an expected guest count of over 80 women and 20 young ladies. It will be hosted by Robin Devonish, who is the spirited speaker. Um, this event is going to be an afternoon filled with networking, fellowship, female bonding, and of course, great food. We know we need great food. Um, <laughs> we also have a live performance by a mother and daughter duo um, that we're going to dedicate to the women and young ladies that we will be serving that day. Um, we're going to kick off um, an award ceremony, which will be the first time that Blessed to be a Blessing will be honoring women and organizations that are blessed to be a blessing, and they continuously give back in their daily lives. Um, and we're going to build some blessing bags. We have over 2,850 toiletry and sanitary items that we are going to compile in blessing bags and donate to the amazing charitable organization Surprise the Struggling. And we are excited and looking forward to this, um, just this day of fellowship and opportunity to give back and bless others with our blessings. Now, how did you come across? How did you um, come across this idea of B2BAB? Like, how, what sparked this initiative? Um, well, it started out first with a college dorm fundraiser about three years ago, and so there was a need for a young lady at the church that I attend to get um, college room necessities and dorm supplies, and so I just reached out to my friends. They shared the, um, her list with me, and my friends and I basically purchased everything on our list, and we donated to her, and um, that that motivated me and inspired me to just want to do more. And so I started thinking about all of the different ways that we can help, all of the different gaps, the things that parents struggle with, like preparing their daughters to feel like a princess for prom day. How can we help um, give fairy glam makeovers? Um, you know, with the homelessness situation, it seems very far from some of us, but in some ways it's very quite near. I mean, for most of us, it could be the loss of a job illness or death of a spouse or a child or even a disability that can just send a family in total despair. So um, the Blessed to be a Blessing Blessing Bag fundraiser is also geared to educating women, young adults, um, just about, you know, how you can help others, but also educating yourself about better ways to improve your quality of life and just be a blessing to others. And the one thing I do want to mention is that it is my goal to always support black female-owned businesses, and so we reach out to those entrepreneurs, those female business owners, and we ask them if they want to give back, because 
$25 or $50 will go a long way in helping 50-plus women. And some people want to give back. They just don't know how to. And so um, that's what I've noticed. This event started with um, 50 women, and we are now at 107. So we are way over capacity, but we are just joyous and thankful that God has blessed us beyond um, imagination. That's awesome. That is really, really awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you, Velvet, um, some of the businesses that you've partnered with, how are they then spreading the word to some of their clients on how to um, surprise the struggling and be a blessing, um, you know, outside of the events? Because, you know, homelessness is not just a holiday um, situation and it's not just something that, you know, happens once a year. Some people are, you know, struggling and living with um, different issues throughout the year. So how are you encouraging some of the businesses to educate their clients on how to help? So the great thing about um, this year's event and prayerfully going forward is that we partnered with Surprise the Struggling. And in years past, we would collect these items and we would go to a local shelter. But the great news is that Surprise the Struggling is a movement. They are national, um, excuse me, they're international. Some of these bags that we are preparing um, to bless people with will travel to different countries, um, including Haiti, including Jamaica, and including Africa. So um, I am proud to say that we are partnering with this organization that have their feet on the ground. They know where these homeless needs are. They're meeting the people where they're at, and they're even um, opening doors to and, and working with other organizations so that they can help. Um, in terms of the, the businesses and the entrepreneurs that I work with, I share as much details. They, can also, they also have direct contact with Surprise and Struggling because while this is an event that we do, a fundraiser, an event for my company, Surprise the Struggling does this every day. She, um, Dr. Wilson has uh, bags full of toiletries for women and young ladies in her trunk. She, she's a, tr a mobile Surprise the Struggling, um, and she's, she's out there every single day trying to help these homeless women. So they have direct contact with her. Um, a lot of the entrepreneurs that have signed on are also um, doing their own thing just to support this. So this has become bigger than what I actually thought it was. Um, Narissa Malloy, who is the co-founder of Pink Panther Expo, was going to join me in this, but it just became so big that she um, part, decided to partner directly with Dr. Wilson, and she's actually hosting a, an event to support the Surprise to Struggling this coming weekend. So this has gone beyond the entrepreneurs are promoting their working with their businesses, their networks, they're sharing the information, they're collecting donations. Um, the goal was to collect I mean, to create 50 blessing bags, we have superseded that. People are going to be donating in abundance above that quantity. So um, all of that will go for the greater good that Dr. Wilson is doing every single day. Now, one thing I will say is that in the promotion, you know, I've been seeing a lot of the promotion that's been going on for the event that's to come, and one thing that stood out for me is that you you have been putting hashtag women supporting women. Now, particularly there's this myth, uh, especially in the black community, that, that us women do not support each other. Now, myself mm -hmm. and Shay is a direct reflection that that is a lie, and you, you yourself and all the work right. that you've done, 
and <laughs> all the work that you've done is also also negates that myth. So to that, I want to ask, and Dr. Wilson, what was it that brought you and 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 Velvet together? How were you able to align your missions together to uh, set up this this upcoming event, Dr. Wilson? Thank you for having me. Hello, ladies. Um, Hello. Welcome. It was definitely, um, I give all the credit and honor to God. I I take um, no responsibility for connecting with Velvet. Um, Velvet reached out to me, um, and this was in the summer. She reached out to me. She introduced. We introduced ourselves via social media. We spoke um, via inbox. We set up an appointment date. We did our first date, our meeting, and then we had a second date to meet in person. We did that, and that was the genesis of us doing what we're doing. Um, I believe that she probably seen what we were about, or someone may have gave given her a flyer. And she possibly probably um, wanted to donate, or like she said, this is what she usually does four times a year with different organizations. So um, God just aligned us. It was it was meant to be, and um, we usually do sip and drops. That was that was something that I created, and um, God gave me the green light to run with. So we've been supri- surviving because it's almost a year. Surprise and struggling is almost a year old, and we've been surviving wow. off of donations and um, toiletries. We've never uh, really had any financial donations, just pocketbooks and um, toiletries and things like that. So women were hosting their own little sip and drops. So we had like maybe one or two per month since last January. And remember back in the days when they used to have Tupperware parties? Yes. Yes. Sort of something like that. Sort of like that, but not with the Tupperware. Women were getting together with their own network. They were getting together with their networks and their girlfriends or their church members and uh, family, and um, they would bring the toiletries. They would bring um, pocketbooks. I would bring, like, you know, refreshments, and we would all come together at their homes, or we would do – we did bags and brunch in Harlem at Row House. We did um, purses and paint at the paint shop. You know, some women just wanted to add their own themes to it. We did purses and pearls in North Carolina. We did um, DMV, Biz Monkey's birthday party with one of my other um, supporters in um, D.C. We did purses and pearls. We did North Carolina. We did um, all over. It's just really been growing. So this is like our first initial um, big event with Velvet. Wow. And, and, right, this is our first big initial event. Wow. So let me ask you a question, because I always said, you know, working in nonprofit, even working in, in health care industry, you have to have a certain – everybody can't do it. You have to have a certain disposition, a certain mindset, a certain personality. What is it about the homeless, about home, the homeless population, particularly with women and girls, that has your heart? Um, well, I was once that woman where really um, – gets my wheels going with Surprise or Struggling because I had produced a film that my daughter wrote. That's what started the Stop Bullying Project with me managing her. And um, I got hurt at work. And while being out, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I might as well just help her. So that's what made me do that. And in the process of doing that, I said I did everything with the bully. And, you know, sometimes when um, God speaks to you, 
and you follow the voice of him and you see what you're able to do without anyone, any connection or anybody, just you and God and faith, mm-hmm. once you create something out of that, it's no turning back. It's it's almost like every it's for me. I don't know about for you ladies, but for me, once you know all you went out on was faith, God, and obedience, and you see what comes out of that, there's no turning back from that. You respect your thoughts more. You respect the voice of God more. So when He tells you to move, you move. So I was in the midst of wondering what else am I going to do? What else can I do? And I was praying and asking God. I said, Did, I just felt like I wasn't doing enough. I said, I have to, it, it, this is this can't be it. You know what I mean? Like, you feel like this just can't be it. So um, I said, I need to do more. I need to be producing more. I'm not being productive enough, God. What else am I not doing? And he said, be the woman that you once was. So I said, how can wow. I How can I make um, a person who's homeless or in a storm or a less fortunate individual feel really special? How can I do that? And I said I could surprise them and give them a bag with, like, stuff that they would need, and I could sing happy birthday to them and give them a cake and, you know, possibly give them, like, a a surprise party randomly. Just go up to to less fortunate homeless people and randomly surprise them and give them these birthday parties, even if it isn't their birthday. Um, And we were going to shoot this. Also, so there was a production side, too, to Surprise the Struggling, to show the world what it is that these people go through. Because um, people have this stigma that homeless people are people that want to be homeless. Um, right. People that just didn't want to pay their rent. People that are lazy. People mm-hmm. that are dirty. They're bums. Um, they just chose this life. And that's not always necessarily true. You have people right. who are homeless because, like, we're on the phone right now, and two hours our lives just change forever. Right. Something drastically happens where, you know, you expect to go home and a fire happens or right. you lose your job or your boss tells you today. You know, it's just so many different people that are in these homeless shelters that have different stories. So a lot of people don't know about those stories because they don't care to bring those stories to light. I cared about exposing the gritty of what these people went through, and that was part of what the production part of Surprise and Struggling was about. And we did some documenting of it. That's not the whole genesis of it, but it was part of it, and that's that's what the seed that I planted, um, the start of the seed that I planted was about was how can I bring light to these people, and then how can I assist these people with getting out of this situation? How can I give you hope in the midst of your struggle? How can I give a pad to a woman that doesn't have it and make her feel like a woman of integrity at the same time? Don't strip her of her, you know, her femininity or um, independence or anything. Like, listen, I understand you're, you're just going through something right now. This is temporary. Right, this right. is not a permanent situation. I get you. I've been there. I've done that. You know what I mean? For the young teenage girls, um, that pulls my heartstrings too because I was a teenage mother with my daughter. So when um, I got kicked out in the street with my daughter, she was four, and I was a teenager. I was right. a teen mom, and we, my mother kicked us out. So when I was in a homeless shelter, 
I knew how it felt to, you know, you, 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 if you haven't been through it, you just, you just don't really understand. You might feel like, you know, you do, but you really don't. To be um, back in 90, what was this, 94 in the Bronx, mm. the EAU, wow. um, everybody that's homeless all over the city is all together. Um, it wasn't like it is now. It wasn't like it is now, but at the same time, it was kind of like more rough because mm-hmm. you had all type of individuals. And for me, I was 18. I was very young. I was 18 going on 19, and I've never experienced anything like that before. And my daughter was like, why are we here? Why do we have to stay here? Why are we eating this? Why do we have to be in this place? Why we can't go back home? And she's crying every day, and I'm crying because this is all new to me. You know, you 19, you still a baby too. Mm-hmm. Right. No matter how old we think we are, you know, mm-hmm. the older I get, the more I realize the younger I was being in responsible adult-like situations. I had to make a lot of adult decisions at a very young age. So the older I get, the more I, I realize that. But. I was still a baby with a baby, and I it, it was all foreign to me. It was spooky. It was scary. Um, one of the assessment centers I stayed in was an old hospital in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Um, it was called Auburn. It was very dark. It was very dreary. It was spooky. It was scary. The the lights were out. Could you imagine sleeping in an old hospital oh with a child? Yeah. Right, with the child, and we're talking like eight, how many floors, like eight or nine floors? It's, I mean, dark, like these people, these people don't really care about you. It's very far and few in between you find social workers or counselors that work in the shelter system, and they're there because they love their job. A lot of people are just there because they need to check, and then they treat you that way. So, you know, we, we you know, through the grace of God, we spent one night there. We We went there, we spent the night. We got up in the morning. It was disgusting. It was dirty. It was nasty. Um, the breakfast that they gave us, the people came. They told, they asked me did I want to go see the Rockettes. They sponsored for all the people that wanted to go. Me and my daughter, we went on a big school bus. By the time we came back, they told me I was moving to the Bronx. So I had went to the Bronx, from Staten Island to the Bronx in the blizzard, the biggest blizzard of 95, 96, from Staten Island to the Bronx, from the Bronx to Brooklyn, and from Brooklyn they placed me in the Bronx. Wow. And um, ah. that's what makes me who I am today. I didn't know that I went through that pain so I could pull other women out of it. Um, at and that that's time it was happening. Yeah, I, I wanted to say that because, um, you know, a lot of times when you when things are going wrong in your life or when you feel like it's the most traumatic event, a lot of times you don't realize that that event is so necessary because mm-hmm. who was to say that these programs that you have, that, you, that you're running, would even be a reality had not you been on the front lines of that experience, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what another thing I want to, to ask you, Dr. Wilson, is, how how do you feel that your program, because you've gone through that and because you have very detailed, I mean, it's almost like the, even the, the picture that you're painting, it was almost like it was just yesterday for you. Because right. you, you value where your life is now and the struggle it that really you had. Was. To, it really was. It really was. Here. You know? It so really, I want to know, how, how do you feel that your programs address what other programs may not? Like what What is the, the, the difference for your program that you feel? 
I feel the difference is I'm mobile. I'm in the street for some strange, weird reason. I'm more, I'm more um, pulled to do, pulled to doing it. Like I told you, it'll be a year for us in January. I didn't realize till after the coldest night in 2016. Um, I was pulled to go out and give. That was our first night we went to give, and that was January when we had that blizzard. Remember the blizzard last January? Yes, I remember. Um, that was the first night um, we decided to go out and give. I, something just told me, let's go give. And then I realized that um, when we were out giving, January was um, 21 years to the month that I was homeless. My mother had put me out in January, 21 years prior wow. to that month. And it was the blizzard. And I swear I didn't plan it. But I didn't realize it till after. I was like, oh, my God. Because it, I was like, you know, it's going to be a blizzard tomorrow. It's going to be freezing tomorrow. It, there's no perfect time to do this. Let's just do it. There's no right yeah. way. I'm just going to go do it. I'll take videos on my phone, for whatever, you know, to get more people involved. And and um, that's what we did. So I went to Brownsville. I left Staten Island. I got up with my girlfriends, uh, Sugar Mamas, and I got up with Nate from Leaders in Lipstick. We got together. She came from Harlem. She came from Brooklyn. We all met. I picked them up in my van. We went to Pickin' Avenue in Brownsville. We bought hats and gloves and scarves because it was that cold. So I said, instead of just the bags, which I think we should do, Nate said, I have coats left over from my coat drive, so we'll give out these coats too. So we got in the car, we went and bought these things, and then we went to the women's shelter looking for women. And wow. shout, I, shout out, I shout found out a woman. to Tay Jones. She's a friend of mine, and she's awesome. Yes, I could I could imagine her out there doing her work. I could imagine. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So Nate was a <laughs> part of the world. genesis of Surprise and Struggling, and she's on our board. She's super busy, but she is definitely yes. um, one of the beginners. Um, of Surprise and Struggling, when we hit the ground walking our first night, she was there, her and um, Patricia, Sugar Mama. And we, wow. we just went in the street, and they were like, how are we going to do it? I was like, look, we're going to do this. Because I'm from, I'm from the hood. Like, I'm not afraid of these people. So bring it back to what you said. What makes me different is I'm approachable. I'm relatable. I'm not afraid of them. I meant I I just talk to them, I hug them, I give them words of encouragement. A lot of them break down and cry. A lot of them feel like, you know, we can't believe somebody remembered us. Somebody thought about us. Like what made you think of me? When when people speak to me, they don't know that they're speaking to a person who's been through a multitude of things growing up. So when it comes to homelessness or domestic violence or your parents um, on drugs. I've been, I've been all those women. I've been all those girls. I've never yeah. done drugs before because it just turned me off. From watching my parents, uh, my father used to shoot dope. My mother used to smoke crack. So those are those are things that just turned me off. I never wanted to indulge in in in, in drugs, even with my friends, where they would, you know, be sniffing cocaine or trying out new things. It just never done anything for me to want to try it. So there's a lot of women that are in me, but the 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 surprise of struggling for me to just throw things in my car, I feel like it's better to meet the women where they are because a lot of them can't come to us. I also don't believe that a lot of the donations get to the people when you leave them at the head of the companies. I'm just keeping it real. A lot of them give it to no, their families. I believe you. 
They go through stuff. You know, they keep what they want to keep. The shelters, they act all funny. They told me I couldn't give a party for the homeless women because usually with the Stop Bullying Project, every year, and Stop Bullying Project is not a nonprofit, but people who follow me would just donate, and I would give a Christmas party to the less fortunate kids every year. So this year would be our fourth year, and this would be our first year for Surprise and Struggling. So... I would just automatically do what's in my heart. If God told me it's going to be okay, I know it's going to be okay. If he tells me to pick a date and I wait on him and I pick a date, I pick my date, I do what he tells me to do, how it happened, I can't explain it to you. It's all faith. So mm-hmm. that's how I go. I get in my car. I look for these women. I go on to the whole stroll. Sometimes they be out there working. Um... I go to, if they're in a crack house, if they on their mother's couch, if they the girlfriend's house, wherever. And now I've, like, created a following and a name for myself, so now people will call me. You know, like, I met this girl. She needs toiletries or group homes. We just surprise um, baby showers for the less fortunate teenagers mm-hmm. and the group homes. Wow. We went to the group home, and we bought, instead of, like, the pocketbooks for the mothers, we got baby bags, and we filled the baby bags up with baby toiletries and pampers and, and clothes and, and onesies and stuff. And we went and we did that for them just to show them because I know how it feels to not have it. My mother was in the house, but mentally, you know, and I don't hold it against her, but she was she was running from her own demons, and she was getting high, and she was doing other things. My father got killed by the time I was 12 years old. He wasn't in the house anymore, and my mother wasn't mentally in the house anymore. So there's a lot of decisions I had to make on my own. By the time I was 15, I was pregnant. Um, By the time I was 18, I was homeless, you know. So there's a lot in this person that I am. There's a lot in you, and there's a lot you have to give. And I think we have a caller who wants to speak with you all. Hold on one second. Do-gooder, we have you in right now. Do-gooder. Uh, extension 2508, you want to say hello to Dr. Wilson and Velvet Madison Batson? Speak your mind. All right, I guess they're shy. <laughs> they don't want to speak right now. But <laughs> they're definitely online. But um, I wanted to say, you know, listening to your story, um, oh, gosh, I wish people would be more in a position to get, you know, if people would just take inventory of their lives. Because there's a lot of people yeah. that say, well, I don't know, you know, what my, I don't know what my path is. I don't know what my purpose is. All you have to do is take stock and inventory of your experiences, you know. Yes. And I think yes. that will help you figure out where it is you need to go and what communities and people that you need to impact. Um, Velvet, I, I really want to commend you. You have a strong team here, Dr. Wilson. <laughs> this is a strong sister here. And, and, and she has my love and respect because you did some work in my neighborhood, you you know, I'm from Brownsville, and to hear that somebody w- was here, you know, in the trenches mm-hmm. doing work, whereas, you know, I see a lot of people writing a lot of books and they're on a lot of panels, but I don't see any work. Um, right. You know, you I'm with you on there, that. You know? I'm with you on that. <laughs> because I'm about, I'm about like, meeting them, meet them where they are. Like, that's exactly right, what it right. is. Just meet them another thing where they too are. Is that, um, you don't have to give monetary or actual items, you can give up your time. You know, right. if you have a skill set, you could go into a shelter, you can train some of these people, teach them a skill. Like, there's 
tons of ways that people and individuals can give and organizations can give. You can, you know, maybe open up a can. If once a week you gave one can of food away, I mean, are you really going to miss that? You know, there's little things that can be done. So we are all um, blessed with different things, and someone helped us get to where we are at. So it's only right that we be a blessing to someone else. And it doesn't have to be monetary. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, it could be a kind word, a note of encouragement, a hug, a smile. All of those things make people feel better. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I wanted to ask both of you ladies um, about moving forward because we um, we want to constantly inspire others to, you know, be a blessing. And both of you, um, you know, said it in different ways. There's no right way or right time to do it. You just have to do it. Do something. And I, um, I think some of our do-gooders may be asking, well, you know, how do I get involved? Are there any numbers, um, national or, or local, that people can call in order for them to either get in contact with you all or any um, agencies that, that do support, um, you know, people coming in and really helping? Because like you said, we've all noticed, you know, a lot of times you give donations and sometimes you don't necessarily necessarily know if they're actually reaching those people in need. So do you have any information for people to contact so that they can really make an impact? Um, absolutely. We have um, – they can follow Surprise is Struggling on Facebook. We have a, a page and a Facebook group. They can also reach us at uh, Struggling. That's surprisethestruggling.org. Um, we have all our information is there. We have a PayPal link if if you guys uh, want to donate. No amount is too small. We also have a, a business line if they want to call up and speak with someone in reference to donating. If you want to donate some purses or toiletries and you like to know how to um, donate them, you can call 347-855-3536. That's 347-855-3536. Or you can follow all our media handles is uh, Surprise is Struggling. Or you can follow what we're up to with everything we've done with you guys. You guys would even come up. Everybody who's a part of um, Blessed to Be a Blessing, Bag Initiative, all the beautiful queens that are so selfless and decided to give back thanks to Velvet providing that platform. The reason why um, I did make Surprise is Struggling a global hashtag movement was because all the women all over the world can see what all the women who partake in this is up to. So when you hashtag Surprise is Struggling, it's sort of like Black Lives Matter. Um, all the women all over. And when we send the bags to Haiti, they're going to hashtag Surprise is Struggling. So you're going to see what you guys uh, planted to seed. When you plant the seed for the brunch next week, some of those bags are going to some really less fortunate, beautiful women who need them in Haiti. And there's 25 women specifically in this group that those bags are going to. And... I can't tell you exactly what they went through because it's confidential, but you could only imagine. Um, mm-hmm. Part of me want to give all of it to them. Um, but 
they're going to Haiti, so they're going to hashtag Surprise of Struggling. And when we go to Jamaica, they're going to hashtag Surprise of Struggling. So that's what the hashtag movement is about, because you don't have to be in New York to be a part of Surprise of Struggling. You could hashtag your giving from anywhere in the world. Mm. And you could see the log of everything that we're up to. And Velvet, do you have any last-minute information you want to give our, our listeners? Sure. Um, I can, uh, Porta Velvet can be contacted on all social media platforms. That's P-O-Y-E-D by Velvet, V-E-L-V-E-T-T-E. And um, our contact number is 347-903-9190. If anyone reaches out to me and they want to make a donation, um, I will definitely accept the donation on behalf of Surprise is Struggling and turn that over to this amazing organization that is meeting people where they are. Now, before you leave, we have a caller that just called in. Caller, I'm about to patch you in. <laughs> Extension 4974. I'm about to patch you in right now. Here we go. Do good at where you're calling from. What's your name? And uh, you want to say hi to Dr. Wilson and Velvet? Who's speaking? Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes. Loud and clear. This is Wanda, and I need to hi, call Wanda. in. And... Hi, Wanda. Hi, hi. Wanda. <laughs> Hey, Jackie. That's my girl, Dr. Jackie. Um, I I am um, I, I just I I need to also bear witness to the awesomeness um, of Dr. Jackie. I met this young lady. What has it been two years now, Jackie? And we yes. didn't see each other for a year because I was in Arizona. But our spirits connected, and. This is one amazing woman. What you see is what you get. I've witnessed it with her firsthand. Um, she's amazing. She's my sister. She's a queen. Um, and you. she definitely empowers women supporting women. Um, anytime that she can be a blessing to anyone, regardless of doesn't matter what it is, um, she's going to do it. And I need her to know that she inspires me every day. Thank I you. Her. I love you. Thank you. And that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Thank you so much, Wanda, for calling in. You are officially a do-gooder. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That is, all right. That is wonderful. You have some supporters out there, Jackie. You have definitely have some supporters. Velvet, you have some supporters as well. And, you know, we are really excited to be, you know, the, the, one of your title partners for the B2BAB um, uh, event. I, I'm really, really, really excited because I just want to see the girls and I just want to be in the room where there's some positivity happening and some real work being done. I don't know about you, Shay, but I'm getting really excited I'm, about this. I'm event. really excited about it. I really I'm am very excited, I, too. I'm so nervous. Thank you. Velvet. <laughs> don't I know, be nervous. I know. She did this. I cannot <laughs> believe. I, I mean, God is really amazing. When you listen to the voice of God, things like this happen. I'm telling you, Surprise and Struggling is where it is, and we've never had um, any media Nothing. We had one media interview, and that was when I was in the hospital. That's how many jokes God got. I was in the hospital for 10 days, and New York One called me. I said, how are you going to interview? I'm in the hospital. And I had to have my sister and my daughter do the interview. 
Isn't well, that amazing? When things are meant for you, they will be. When when things are, I always feel, and that's one thing that Shay and I talk about. When you take a step, the doors will open, but you have to take the step. You know, you can have what they said. The, the you know the hustle is sold separately. Like you have to be the one to take the step. And over. I feel like when. Yeah, I mean, and, and the resources will be there, but a lot of times people are afraid that the resources won't be there. They feel like they don't, well, you know, who am I? I may not have this credential or whatever, whatever the situation may be, and they don't take that step. Therefore, they never see the fruition of their dreams uh, become, you know, it, they, it, they never see their dreams, you know, be a rea- become a reality, and they never create mm-hmm. uh, or step out to create the, the partnerships that are, they are readily available to them. And I tell people all the time, if you look into your, your backyard, you you probably have more resources than you think. Uh, people that mm-hmm. are willing, they can't. They want to help. They people just want to be involved. Some people just want to wake up and do something and and and, and put their talents to use. You know, and mm-hmm. um, people just don't take the step, and th- therefore programs are not being made, and people are not being helped because people have to get out of their own way. You know, yes, and, and yes. You, you and you and Velvet and uh, Dr. Wilson and, and Velvet, you are such uh, pillars in the community and shining examples, uh, not just for women, but for just human beings in general about how to take what you have and make it work. What I say, Shay, yes. put your hands on, put your hands put to the plow. Put your hands to the plow. Put your hands to the plow. Yes, I want to say that, you know, we are always so excited to partner up with you, um, Velvet, and, and now also with you, Dr. Wilson, because not only do we know that um, what we are partnering to do is going to affect the people and that it's intended for, but it's also going to be done with class, it's going to be done with intentionality, and it's going to be done in a way in which those who are not involved or going to want to be involved because it's just that amazing. So, you know, that speaks to your heart because like you said, Dr. Wilson, you want to, you want to give to those who are in need, but you don't want to do it in a way in which they feel um, like, Oh, so you're just trying to do a favor. You're trying to do this for the camera. You know, you want to make them feel special. And I know that working and partnering with both of you, it's to make people feel special because they are. Yes. Um, and they need to so know that. you hit that right on the nail. And, um, I wanted to just add because we we also have a community partner for this event, which is a which is Smart Girls NYC. They're a mentoring program that work with young girls. So we'll actually have young girls coming out, learning, hearing from Dr. Wilson and some of the other w- women that will be there um, and participating in this um, in this event. And um, they also were so generous enough to provide a venue at no cost for this event. So, like you said, people want to give. Sometimes they just don't know how. Um, And that's the great thing about Surprise the Struggling. It's a movement, and you can be anywhere and join in. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I think with that, we're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you, ladies, for being do-gooders. Thank you so much, ladies. We can't do it without you. We can't do it without people in the community who really really, really want to make an impact. Listen, do-gooders, determine to be a do-gooder. Put that goal in sight and go open up the doors for yourself and ultimately for others because we have two, go- two do-gooders who are currently doing it, Dr. Wilson and Lavelle Madison. 
bad sin. Remember, whatever you want in life, you can have it. I do good as I go get it. So get up and go, and go get, get it. Get Thank it. you so much. Thank you, ladies. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Good life. Good life.